You are listening to Sick Biz Buzz with me, Hillary Jastrom. Welcome back to Sick Biz Buzz, the sickest podcast empowering chronically ill and disabled entrepreneurs and the only podcast of its kind. Today's guest is Brian King. We had to have him back because he is doing some phenomenal work that we had only just begun to dig into the last time he was on the show. Brian's aim every day is to deepen the work with parents of children with ADHD, Asperger's, as well as parents of children who are on the spectrum. This is something that he does, that he is committed to, and that he has conviction for, and it is hella inspiring. Giving of himself despite the fact that he sometimes doesn't feel that great, despite the fact that sometimes he does his work from his bed. And so we are honored to have him back and to have him share more of his knowledge of cracking into how we can better support people in our community, how we can better understand people with autism, Asperger's, and ADHD, and learning challenges. And with Brian's experience in the physical realm of living with MS and a cornucopia of other syndromes, he is an expert on how to run a business while you feel like crap. Please welcome back to the show, my dear friend, Brian King. Brian King, you are back. You are back in the Sick Biz Buzz. Welcome. I'm ecstatic to have the privilege to once again grace the airwaves with you, Hillary. <laughs> I thought you were going to come on with your smooth jazz voice, but like, I'm ecstatic. To, uh, because no, now, now we have to give people context. We do. We do. So before we got on the air just a second ago, Brian just busted out the smooth jazz AM DJ morning drive time. And it was amazing. <laughs> wow, your voice is a lot sexier than mine. You should do that. <laughs> well, as I like to tell Robert, this is our inside joke. I went to broadcasting school. Not many people know that, but I actually did. I was going to be, um, actually, I was going to be a news anchor, but I studied blah, 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 broadcasting. Anyways, not about me. So, Anyways, I'm so glad you're back, um, and I feel like we can have total transparency on this show. You kind of felt crappy last couple days, and so to have you on the show, we're we're so excited that um, you're able to do that, and we hope you're feeling better as well. Well, I'm all about full transparency, because the one thing that we must communicate to people is that your vulnerabilities and the challenges you run into are not indications of weakness or failure. They are indications that you need to be resourceful to find yeah. a way to show up anyway. Yes. And I had kind of a mini fall kind of thing. Yeah. And I thought at first that it wasn't a big deal because it it was more that I was, it was a rainy day. I was trying to move from the passenger seat to the driver's seat in my car. So I wouldn't have to get out and run around the car to go on the driver's seat. And as I tried to pull myself over, I got halfway and then something gave, and I fell about 12 inches back into the passenger side door and hit Ooh. really hard. Mm. And the next day, I woke up all sore, and I felt you know buzzing on the right side of my body and into my head, and I was foggy. And when you get an MS body, it doesn't bounce back very well. 
it takes the the hits like that that you would think were kind of minor that you would shake off and it amplifies them. So I spent yesterday feeling like garbage, being in my bed, fretting, you know, complaining to myself and I should be working, I should be able to push through it. And people reminding me that, Brian, shut up, rest, take care yeah. of yourself. You're allowed to. Yeah. And I showed up the best I could, sharing memes, asking questions, doing what I could from bed. But because of that rest, I feel better today and I'm able to show up even more strongly for you and the folks listening in. Yes, absolutely. And we have to destigmatize bedworking in addition to talking about there's nothing wrong with, let's put it this way. If you take 100 people and you put them in a room and you say, who in this room feels perfect right now? Raise your hand if you're not having any aches or pains, your stomach doesn't hurt, you don't have an upset tummy, you don't have a headache. Raise your hand if you're not tired, if, if you didn't stay up too late, if you don't have a bit of a hangover, if you haven't worked out too hard at the gym, raise your hand. Everybody has some sort of adversity showing up in their life every single day. And if they don't raise their hand, you can say, for those of you not raising your hand, what else are you lying about to yourself? Yes, exactly. Exactly. And why? Why are you lying about it to yourself? Why are you brushing it under the rug? Because it's super important that we have that transparency, especially when you are a person who has been afflicted by illness or disability. We have to work toward greater transparency. And, and you and I, I think, you know, we're the first ones to put our hands up and be like, hey, we feel like shit. All right. <laughs> Really? You? Me, me too. Yeah, I know. There's tell a, tell they, me in what ways you feel like crap today, and we'll compare notes and cheer each other on. Because this is one thing that I love about how you do things, Hillary, with everything you're doing in social media and so on, is we don't join in the pity party. No. Say, okay, you're feeling like garbage. Now, what are you going to do today? What, what methods do you have? What strategies have you found so that you can keep showing up? We're going to help each other stay empowered instead of giving our, each other excuses to stay knocked out. Yes, that's exactly right. And it doesn't mean that we don't have moments or that we don't have an awareness of not enjoying what it feels like or being sad it doesn't, or being angry, it doesn't mean that we don't have those emotions. We do have those emotions. We recognize those emotions. It's almost like nodding at them as they enter the room. Oh, hello, anger. Hello, sadness. Please have a seat. Thank you. We're here. Now I'm going to get back to what I'm doing. You have to acknowledge them because to squash them only makes things worse, but they certainly don't serve you when you use them as excuses to hold back in creating your abundant life. Beautifully said. I mean, one of the phrases I like to say to myself is, of course, mm -hmm. you know, of course this sucks. Yep. You know, right. of, course, of course I don't like having MS. Of course <laughs> I, I wish that I could run around the park with my kiddos, but the reality is I'm not able to do that. So what am I going to do to keep moving forward anyway? But yeah. to, to try and show up, and this is really, really important, to try and show up and be a hero like nothing phases you serves yeah. no one. Right, right. 
Absolutely. It doesn't. And let me ask you a question. Have you and your family discovered wheelchair basketball? I've dabbled. <laughs> well, I, one of my favorite pastimes back when I could use my body to get rid of the ADHD agitation is mm -hmm. I would go out my driveway and I would shoot baskets until I was exhausted. Yeah. And I'm not able to do that anymore. So after a couple years of being afraid that I was going to fail at it, and my sons knowing this is something I wanted to try, my youngest one day said, hey, dad, let's take the basketball down to the park and shoot some baskets. And I said, well, now is the time, now or never. I'm not going to make excuses yeah. for not doing this. And I think it was on the second try that I made a basket. Fantastic. It's so fun. We do that with, um, you know, sometimes I can stand and shoot the basket. I'm terrible at it. Like I, there's no danger of being drafted, but um, get the wheelchair out. And man, it is fun. You, you know, you can kind of keep up and I'm, you know, I don't know, you're probably better at this than I am, but I'm not very good at maneuvering. I'm like, I have to take a minute and figure out what, I guess that's the kind of driver I am too, but I have to figure out what, you know, where I'm going. And if I go this way, if I turn the wheels this way, blah, blah, blah. But it's, it's a wonderful pastime and it's an example of adapting. I can't do it this way. I still want to do it. I still want to have time with my kids. And you did it. You went down to the park and you did it. I love that you had that honest moment with yourself of, are you going to give an excuse? And you knew you could let your kid down. And that's tough. That's tough. Any parents listening to the show right now know how it feels when we have to say no. You know, I have a friend who just came out of surgery and she couldn't go to her kid's first football game and she was just kind of beating herself up about it. And it was like, you know, it is so hard as a parent to say no. So you can say, yes, but I need to make some adaptations to the plan. Well, also, for those of you who aren't familiar, my sons have their own challenges. They have Asperger's and ADHD. Mm -hmm. And my younger two have Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, which mm -hmm. is one of the conditions I have. It's a connective tissue disorder that makes your ligaments and tendons very slack. So mm -hmm. it's easy to injure your joints and sometimes dislocate or partially dislocate them if too much pressure is put on them. Mm -hmm. So knowing that they have similar challenges to me, I don't want them to look at me and say, wow, that's my future of quitting and making excuses and not succeeding. And it sucks. Yeah. I so don't want them to see me and see their future of quitting. I want them to see me and say, man, look at dad. He's nothing stopping him. He's out there kicking butt. He's making it happen <laughs> no matter what goes on. So in those moments where I have an opportunity to go and, and shoot a basket. Now, I made excuses plenty of times before I actually said, yeah, let's do it. So I got in my own way. Did but you figure... Ultimately, did you figure out did you figure out why you made those excuses? Oh, absolutely, because it was something I so enjoyed doing. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to have the experience of great. Here's one more thing that's been robbed that I've been robbed of. Yeah. Yeah. So you were angry. You were yeah. angry about it and I was, I was resentful around it. So Yep. Mm -hmm. but, but when I finally got 
I think I was a little bit more at peace with the situation in other areas of my life. So it kind of softened the significance of being able to shoot a basket. It didn't mean as much to me anymore. Yeah. So there wasn't as much at stake if I blew it. Okay, so that's interesting. That's an interesting approach to the problem because we might have some people out there who are saying, yeah, okay, I'm resentful. I'm resentful right now. I'm angry this happened to me. I'm angry that I, I feel like I don't have any solutions. So one is you learn that your resentment didn't get you anywhere. And two, you worked on other areas that mattered more than some others, if that's making any kind of sense. So by then by the time you came back around to it, you were you had already said, okay, well, I worked over here and I made progress and I feel good about it. Now I can address this item. Well, and the way to think about that is everything in our mind is connected. Everything in our life is part of the same overall story. Right. So if there's something that you have a hard time going after because it just seems too big, so overwhelming, then work on something else because there's going to be a domino effect. And I yes. tell this to my clients all the time. I said, it's all connected. They, they say, well, I don't know what to talk about today. Well, let's just talk about your, how yesterday went. Let's talk about your week because I promise you, something's mm -hmm. going to show up that's relevant. And if we work on that, it's going to create a ripple that's going to impact the most important things to you. Yeah, absolutely it does. So sometimes we have to put on the back burner those harder mindset pieces that we just can't kind of wrap an approach around. We can't quite figure it out yet. It doesn't mean we failed. It means this is the long game. So there's a lot to be figured out in this capacity as far as living, working with a disability and or a disease. There's a lot to figure, cut yourself a break. One you know, thing you just said is so key because we live in the land of quick fixes, factory yes. downloads. Yes. You know, how come my hamburger isn't ready in 30 seconds instead of 60? <laughs> you know? Isn't that crazy? And you know, it's nuts. And even like driving. Well, come on, dude, in front of me, it's been five seconds. The light's yeah. green. Ridiculous. And people leaning on their horn mm -hmm. like like you just called their mother a slut, you know? And, and <laughs> all, the, all that really happened was the light was green and you didn't hit gas like it was the start of the Indy 500. Give me a break. Yeah. Absolutely. And what you said about the long game is so important because not only is patience a virtue, but patience is something that is almost offensive to some people. It, it's it's interesting. It's almost like an evaporating art. But patience, and I, I think tolerance too. Tolerance of uh, these new symptoms and pains and uncertainty to a degree is also. These are two helpful tools. Patience is something that if if you were go 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 get dinner on the table, go to work, kill it at work you know, have all these social engagements and going to all the weddings in the summer and the Christmas parties and whatever, then you are going to have to make a mindset adjustment. And you'll have to participate differently. The tolerance piece of it is that it's, I don't want to say it's being um, 
getting used to it, but to a degree, and maybe you'll agree with this, I think it is, and saying that that's not such a big deal. You know, I oh, I deal with that. That's not such a big deal. I'm going to approach this mindset before skill set, right? Like you talk about and like you teach. Right. I'm not coming at it with the scarcity mindset, which is what we talked about in the prior episode. But I'm going to work on my patience and figuring out, and maybe you've asked yourself this question, what bothers you about having to be patient? That's a good question. What does it cost you to be patient? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are, are you missing out on mm-hmm. something? Um, are you angry that you are you feel forced to act in a different way? You know, I mean, when we can ask ourselves these questions of it kind of just sit in the moment and go, oh, I'm really angry right now. Why? I'm angry because I can't do this thing. Why does that make you angry? I feel like I'm missing out. You know, like why, 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 why? Yeah, where are you perceiving the loss that makes this experience unacceptable to you? And there are some people that will just say, well, I just don't like it. I just don't like to wait. But there's always a why behind that. It's not a- Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But they they start and they think, oh, it's it's this simple. It's just as simple as I don't like it. Like it's just, well, I don't like ketchup on my hot dog. So I shouldn't have to tolerate ketchup on my hot dog. I should be able to send it back and ask for what I want. But when life jumps up and kicks you square between the eyes like that, sometimes you have got to find a way to make friends with it and be able to coexist. You yes. Know, you and I have big ambitions. Yes. And we have bodies that are like, F you. Yeah. That, that, that's, not, that's not what I have in, in store for you. So... If you can't beat it, you have it. Now, this is an, an important metaphor here. This, if you can't beat it, join it. Yes. yes. Yep. Join it means give in. Yep. And means but, submit. If you can't beat it, learn to coexist. Yeah, I, I like that better because people have a problem with submission. It implies something. It implies weakness. It implies yeah. being battered to the point where you're just saying yes and I have no other choice. The fact is you do have a choice and both you and I know people who are in the abundance mindset kind of, uh, um, what am I trying to say? The abundance mindset approach. And then they're in the scarcity mindset approach or that they've applied it to their life. The scarcity mindset people are the ones that are consistently I don't want to say it, but I will because I can because I feel like shit today. It's your show. Go for it. Yeah, there you go. They're consistently bitching. Yeah. Consistently. And and it and they're getting back exactly what they want. Just the way the abundance mindset people get back exactly what they want. You want to bitch about it? Guess what? You are going to be so deeply entrenched in your problems. You'll be able to bitch forever. Yeah, like they say, the the pessimist will find a problem for every solution. Yes. And the scarcity mindset's the same way. As you're looking through the lens of lack, this is what I don't have. These are the opportunities that don't exist for me. These are all the walls that have been placed before me. And the abundance mindset is all about, okay, I know darn well there are solutions. There are ways through, ways over, ways around, 
and gosh darn it, I'm going to find them. Yep. Yep. And if I don't know them, I'm going to find somebody who does. Yep. Absolutely. Because we still have that control. So I think this is a really awesome theme for this episode is that you do still have control. You haven't lost control. You haven't lost control over working, over living, over traveling, over loving. You haven't lost that control over being a parent. You haven't lost, you know, me sitting on the couch and telling my kids, nope, not happening. It's the same as me standing up with my hands on my hips saying, nope, not happening. You haven't lost control. What you have lost are options, I believe. Well, you've you've lost certain options. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we live in the digital age where it's so much easier to find out about new tech, new services that exist. One of the best things that ever happened to nonprofits that, that can't afford the three-color brochures is you can put up a free business page on Facebook. Yeah. Absolutely. So the resources exist, but you have got to do your due diligence to go and find them. Yes, you do. You and it, and it seems like well, now I'm sick or now I'm disabled. Now I have to do more work. How do we get around feeling that way? How do we get around that anger? Even if we're able to say, "Okay, I know I don't want to be patient." because I'm resentful and I shouldn't have to change. And this happened to me. How do we move past that? Would people have the initial recognition, this is how I feel, all right, great, I've identified it. What do you tell people to do next? Well, if that's their song and dance, you know, I will be direct, as direct as I think I can be, but because it's you, I know <laughs> I, I can be totally transparent. But essentially what I ask him is, what makes you so special to think that you deserve to have it easy? Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly yeah. right. When it, I was going through chemo when I was 18, mm-hmm. um, I was reading a lot of self-help books to try and get some perspective because I had the woe is me, why me, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I read a metaphor in one of the books that said, you know, if, if you're standing in line and the person in front of you gets diagnosed with cancer, you say, oh, thank goodness that wasn't me. You know, yes. thank, goodness, thank goodness it happened to the next guy. Yep. yep. But then it occurs to you that depending on where you are in line, you might be the next guy. You might. And it's, it's crazy, too, because after you get over the shock of diagnosis or diagnoses, if you're lucky enough to be in that category, right? Uh, after you get over that shock, you have moments set in where it almost feels silly to think in, I don't want to say ignorant, but in such a naive fashion that I can do this to keep me safe from being sick. And so I... I put these measures in place. I eat right and I exercise and I do all these things. And you know what? And and it still happens. And it still happens. And then we look back on that and we go, well, that was kind of silly. That's the control myth. Yes. Yeah. Marketing rests on the control myth. You know, if you eat vegan, if you shoot this vitamin up your butt twice a day, if you... (laughs) 
if you buy my overpriced supplement that you can get for cheaper at Walgreens, you too will be able to conquer any ailment, any illness, whatever plagues you. And it's a whole heap and pile of BS. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you have mortality, you have DNA, you have the environment in which you live, you have accidents. There are far more things beyond our control than within our control. So the idea that you can do all of these wonderful things and you know, swim in green juice or whatever it is and think that you're going to be immune, <laughs> seriously. And we, I mean, and we definitely not- ta- take the measures, right? Like nobody's saying don't do that. Don't go to the gym. Don't drink the green juice. Take the measures and do what you have to do. But you might be on the losing end of the genetic stick. You know? Here, you- here my hand is raised for those who can't see it. Yeah, <laughs> when it comes when it comes to bad genetics, my cup of shit runneth over. Oh. But one of my favorite metaphors is what makes the best fertilizer? Manure. <laughs> What's the primary ingredient in manure? Shitola. Yes. So when you get a heaping pile of that, you say, man, I'm going to grow an awesome garden with this. Yes. Amen. Oh, my God. I love that so much. I want to make sure we call out that moment in the show because I think we're going to meme you. That's fantastic. That is is one of my go-to metaphors that I came up with. I love it. I want to say 20 years ago, and I've been using it ever since. Yeah. I love it. Did you come up with that when you were going through cancer? I came up with it after cancer. I came up with it during, yeah. But it didn't leave my mouth until I was talking to a friend of, uh, the sister of a friend of mine. And she was really bummed and depressed. And we were having a conversation. And her, her my friend introduced me as somebody who was very positive, And I should talk to the sister who was feeling down. And she says, there's nothing you can tell me that'll cheer me up. Yeah. And I, I took that as a challenge. And I said, really? I said, I'll take that challenge. I said, describe your, your life to me right now. And she says, my life is shit. And it just kind of hit me in a flash. In that moment, I think I used the analogy of using shit to grow a rose garden or something. And even though there are thorns in it, there's still these beautiful flowers. But mm-hmm. I gave her that metaphor and, and she had nothing. She couldn't come back. <laughs> because it, it, it comes back to her and yeah. her choices then. I can grow a garden. I can use this manure. Or you can just keep this manure like on your porch and smell up the whole house and smell up yeah. your whole life and do nothing with it. Put it on your shoes and stomp around and stink up everywhere you go with your shitty attitude yep. and your shitty yep. shoes. Or yep. you can put it in fertile soil and yep. grow a garden yeah yeah i love that that's so beautiful and it's so true and i've always thought now i knew a gentleman he's since passed um he was diagnosed with a sarcoma and when he was diagnosed he doubled down on his work It was like he was just really holding on and trying to prove something. Now, I didn't know him well, so maybe I'm totally off. But from an outsider perspective, to me, I was like, man, why aren't you taking the gift in this? You know, there is a gift in suffering. There is a gift in pain. Our pain can help us find purpose and our purpose can help us find pain. 
these are interchangeable kind of concepts that we can wrap our mind around. But I personally think there's a gift in pain. And oh, yeah. yeah. Well, here's the reality. Just in response to, to your friend's situation, I suspect that he was responding to denial of the situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me just immerse myself in something that I believe I can control. And if I convince myself that I'm in control, then this other thing can't get me. Yeah. Yeah. And many a person. And, you know, Steve Jobs succumbed to that. Oh, he did. Of Apple. Yeah, because he yeah. had pancreatic cancer and he believed, well, I'm going to do this my way and I'm going to go and go to all these natural healers or whatever. And he ignored what his doctors were telling him and it grew and it got him. Yeah, absolutely. But that's a side note. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I just had an ADHD fritz. What were you talking about before it's that? It's all good. No, it's all good. There's a gift. There's a uh, gift yes. in our pain. As I have... I've followed Buddhist thinking for about 30 years now. It's something I discovered when I was going through chemo. And one of the things that I have really, really gotten from that teaching is that the human experience has this undercurrent of suffering that we all share. Yeah. And it is through that suffering that you are reminded that at the end of the day, you're human. You're not better or worse than anybody else. You are human. And it is through this suffering that you learn humility, you learn compassion. So by learning to transcend or manage your own suffering effectively, the more of an asset you become to your fellow human beings by being able to show them the way. And how else could you see it? How else could you see that gift? Would you rather live life just kind of blithely, unaware, going on, and not really grasping how precious the moments are, how precious family is, how precious your relationships are, and the people that you surround yourself with. Sometimes we need that wake-up call. We need that wake-up call to say, oh, everything I thought over here that mattered really doesn't matter that much. I feel fortunate that I was given a wake-up call. I know you feel fortunate that you're given a wake-up call to say, hey, nope, that's not the way. That's not the way, it's over here. That's absolutely it. And many times, because I have a lot of reframes, you know, you're, you're familiar with some of my reframes for how I turned it into something more useful, yes. part of the, the resourcefulness and the abundance mindset. But mm-hmm. in many cases, I see certain things as a slap in the forehead saying, wake up. Yeah. Wake up. You're, you're, you're off track, man. You, you know, what are you doing? You're distracted by this shiny thing over here. Wake up, pay attention. You're off track. Get back in alignment. Stay in your lane because you got work to do. And in some cases, if you're really off track, it will knock you down so hard that the only thing you're left with is reflection. So let's talk about getting back on track. Every day when you wake up with a chronic illness or a series of chronic illnesses, then you have options. You have choices that you can make. And so the first thing is your mindset. And you are working extensively on your mindset every single day. The second thing is that you figured out some business hacks And I want to talk about this. We got into that a little bit at the beginning where, and this is all my disorganization too. So I really should have some sort of like, you're on the podcast in one day. Here's your reminder. This is what you need. 
but I fly by the seat of my pants and uh, away we go. So I was like, let's go. And you're like, how are we doing this? And I said, Skype audio. And you're like, okay, great. And firing up the computer just wasn't in the cards this morning, but you got on your phone and you made it happen. Mm -hmm. So you have hacks that you apply every single day in your business that help you. What are those hacks? Well, first of all, what you use to run your business depends upon your criteria Mm -hmm. for your business. And portability is a must for me because from day to day, I don't know whether I'm going to wake up in pain or so fatigued I can't get out of bed or whatever it is that's making it difficult for me to sit upright in front of a desk, in front of a computer. So I need technology that works as well on my phone as it does on the computer. And if it doesn't do that, I won't use it. So, and that just reminds me, I have some apps to delete because <laughs> there, there are so many things out there that are very robust and they have all these bells and whistles and people think, oh, it's the biggest and the best because it has all these things. When the reality is, I just need to solve the problem of what if I'm stuck in bed? I still have clients to serve. Yesterday, I had to cancel some things because they would have required me to be up in front of my computer Plus, Mm -hmm. I was a little foggy, but Mm -hmm. I could still go back and forth in Messenger and answer questions for my clients. And I did because Facebook has a powerful Messenger app. And there are some people that complain about Facebook. I didn't want to know. Now, this, that, that, hey, they're allowing (laughs) me to run my business and make a difference in the world so they can know whatever the heck they want about me. Okay. Yeah. In fact, if they want to pay my bills, that's fine too. You know, I want them, <laughs> I want to maybe I'll start messaging people about my debts and I'll say, oh, well, hey, we got it covered for you, man. But yeah, that things like Skype, which we're using now, yes, uh, Zoom, which is a video conferencing app, I can do beautifully on my phone as well as on the computer. So yes. the people, and this is for all of you people listening out there who run businesses and technology, is If you can make my ability to live with a disability and support my family, if you can make that easier, you will have my business. Amen. Absolutely. I I can't even underscore that enough. It's very, very true. I'd like to see some more um, talk to text apps like this morning. That are actually good. That are actually good. You don't have to go back and edit. Yep, exactly. So, and I wrote out the show notes using um, the Google Chrome voice app. So under tools, there is a a voice app and then a a little microphone pops up and it allows you to just speak. And yes, there are some things that you need to correct. I'm also running the beta version of uh, Grammarly for Chrome. So they yeah. were like, do you want to do this beta version? I was like, all day long, because that's a, that's another tool that helps And Grammarly you. works on your phone, too. Yep. Grammarly works freaking everywhere, except for uh, on Mac Word Office. It does not... It does not work in that capacity, but that's okay. They're getting there. They're they're working well, on it, and, and that's and we, okay. And we know, you know, Apple and and uh, Microsoft are like the Hatfields and the McCoys. Yeah, they have. You know, they have <laughs> they have this long-standing feud where they don't historically play nice together. No, so. they don't. They're going to be shooting each other up on the front porch. But so this is good. So when it comes to if you're a speaker, 
And you need to be on the phone with people. You can be in bed. You can use um, for your chat. And even to get your bills paid, you can use Facebook Messenger. We're all about tools and we're all about action that you can take to make your business easier. So you can request somebody to pay your invoice right there in Messenger. You can even send an invoice from your phone using an app called Venmo. So these are these are fabulous things that you can do. If you need to write a blog, for example, but your fingers aren't cooperating, or sometimes when you have a chronic illness, uh, especially autoimmune suppressed, you just don't have the energy. So you can't make your fingers work. Or if you have like you have MS, I have transverse myelitis, you, your electrical signals are like, nice try. Nothing is going to be functioning today. <laughs> Yesterday, my hands were charming like crazy. Yeah. And I had to sign a few documents. Oh, heaven. And I I, I'm sitting there trying to get my hand to flip and cooperate yeah. long enough to do it. And it looked all, you know, scratchy or whatever. Yeah. And then there are some days where I don't have that issue at all. But on the days where I had that problem, the, the ability to do the digital signatures like you can yes. these days, those are lifesavers. Yes, absolutely. It's almost like you're looking at your hand, the Jim Carrey movie, Liar, Liar, write it or I'll rip it off. Like, <laughs> like you just, we have to find some way to get around this. I use Adobe Sign. Some people use DocuSign. Adobe Sign enables you to sign documents right on your phone with two clicks. You open the email, you click a thing that says start, and then you click where your signature is. Boom, you're done. Contract is signed. Um, set up your set up your electronic links. I talked about this on the Goodman Project social interest call yesterday. Set up multiple ways for clients to give you money so that you can uh, anticipate there will be any technological problems. Sometimes, and we talk about building um, flexibility into our schedules too. So I don't know if you do that, but if I have a deadline, I do have some flexibility within one or two days if I'm feeling like crap and I know I need to take a nap or sleep in, then that covers me. Well, I don't really have too many people I answer to, which is a bonus. Yeah. But I do, I definitely get started sooner than I need to. Yep, and so, you need so to. So that, that, that is kind of a way to pad it. And yes. back when I was getting my master's and I didn't know about my dyslexia and ADHD and all that stuff, I just knew that it took me longer to do a paper than most other people that could crank it out the night before. Damn them, you know? So <laughs> I would be given two months to complete a paper and I would start that day. Yeah, absolutely. Because you, you have to build in that time. It's vitally important to build in that time. And then... Uh, people around you who support you is another thing. So if there's something that absolutely can't be done, you can't get a blog post up, you can't address your marketing, to have somebody that you trust and that cares about you, that has your best interest in mind, who's on your team, the quarterback for you. Pick up that ball and they're going to run it, right? That's a football analogy, so I probably totally screwed it up, but it's <laughs> they're going to win the game for you. That's how it goes. 
Yeah, I'm about as proficient in sports as I am in math. So oh, if, yeah, that tell, wanna... if that tells you anything, it's a disaster. <laughs> oh, well, Brian, we're so happy that you came back on. You always provide such incredible value for people. And thank you so much for, for making that sacrifice because we know you don't feel good too. And, you know, and you're just putting your best out there every single day, showing up every single day with a curiosity about your own attitude and also how you can help more people. It's an honor to have you on the show. In business, in life, in general, you will encounter moments, times, periods of hardship and stress. You may not even know how to go on. You might not even know that you have an option or options to go on. Brian King is a leader in this capacity, and he is a mentor that we can look up to for hope, to find out what our next steps are. And to me, he's the best kind of mentor because he is a person who is focused on giving back. He gets out of his own physical exhaustion and pain to center on other people and help them. If you would like to get in touch with Brian, reach out at mindsetbeforeskillset.com. Did you like what you heard? Please listen, subscribe, share, and leave a review for Sick Biz Buzz wherever podcasts are available. Reviews like yours give our show a boost and get our content into more ears all over the place. We want to thank the Good Men Project again for having our back, and we want to thank you for listening. That's it for this week's episode of Sick Biz Buzz. Thanks so much for joining us. Be well.